Hey, this is Corey. And this is Ilea. And this is Jump Rope Jam. Today, we don't have a guest speaker. Uh, I just got back from my two-week uh, honeymoon. I was actually in Portugal, but I was further down south. I was four hours away from the World's event in Braga. I was in Lisbon. And uh, yeah, so today, if you guys don't mind, we're just going to give you some updates on where we want to uh, take the show and some uh, news updates on uh, the World's event and what was the other event that was going on, Eileen? It's the FISAC IRSF Championships. Oh, nice. So uh, let's talk about what you've been up to these past two weeks. I got a job. Nice. And when do you start? Uh, oh, I've already started. Nice. Uh, I got a big girl job at a law firm, finally. Yay. Yay, congrats. Mm-hmm. But I was not in Portugal. I did not go to Worlds. I just was at home with my arm in a sling. <laughs> yeah, but your good friend Caitlin was there, right? Yeah, she was. And she uh, won something, didn't she? She did, yeah. She competed in Masters Single Rope Freestyle and also in mas- er, in Pairs Single Rope Freestyle with her boyfriend Robbie. Mm-hmm. And they won gold in both events in their age category. Nice. Yeah, and then she placed third at the Grand World Championships in her single rope. That's great. We need to have them both on uh, an episode in the in this month or, or next, as soon as possible. Yeah, there was definitely some uh, big upsets at World Jump Rope this year. A lot of people were uh, missing, unfortunately. Um, was that just- because of where it was located? I don't think so. I think it's a compilation of a few different reasons. One might be that last year was the first European world jump rope. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people splurged to be able to go to Paris. And so this year, a lot of people, myself included, were kind of running a deficit. Like, Or in, in my case, it was a lot to do with the fact that um, it would mean a second year in a row that I didn't take a vacation with my husband. So it's hard for me to do back-to-back, and there might be scheduling and logistical conflicts for others as well. Yeah, well, I think that that's a big thing. And, you know, what we need to do is every country needs to be like France and uh, (laughs) fund their jump rope teams. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would certainly have made a difference for me. Um, I know that Tori Boggs actually had some work in Quebec City, so... She was doing some Cirque stuff and had to miss on account of that. I know Kaylee Cuvion was busy in uh, down south doing some skipping things with her team. Um, and as you know, we lost some skippers this year uh, who also weren't there. And um, and then I think there was a, um, quite a few others who were just feeling poor after last year. And there was also a bit of an overlap. There were some jumpers that did FISAC, because um, the FISAC World Championships is biannually. It's every two years. So um, a lot of people decided to go to that one instead of or in lieu of Portugal. If they could only afford one or to take time off of work for one, some people chose FISAC. And so um, I think we were, we were missing some players at World Jump World for sure. Sorry? Yeah, sorry about that. 
I'm still not back. I'm still a little bit jet lagged, to be honest. Yeah, that's okay. I'm pretty tired too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I know what we're going to be cutting out from this. <laughs> okay, so, uh, oh, so uh, Savant, you know, Bengston uh, reached out to me yesterday and he told me that he's been making a lot of headway with the uh, jump rope trictionary app that he's been working on. That is awesome. I've actually been using it. Oh, so he found out how the how um, the company that's doing the live scoring. He figured out how they do it, and he's going to be able to bring that into the trictionary to be able to improve the trictionary. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see the way that technology is sort of starting or continuing to develop our sport, I should say. Definitely with the FISAC World Championships, uh, there was competitors who were live streaming to Facebook. Nice. So I could like watch some events. Uh, they were popping up in my news feed on Facebook, some live streaming. Is that event done or is it? To, to the competition is done. The gala has finished and now they're doing their camp. Oh, okay. They have a camp at the end uh, similar to World Jump Rope. And crazy things happened this year. So there was one gentleman who had a three-minute speed score of 550. Wow. Which is just astronomical in my mind, um, knowing the pain that I go through to get the score that I get. <laughs> to see someone get a score that high, I'm just like, how is that you know, physically possible for your body? When I calculate it down, that's six rotations a, a second. Holy wow! I when we get Brandon on, we just we have to ask what he thinks about that. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know what he thinks about that. Like, who doesn't think that that's crazy, and so awesome? That's so fast. Yeah, when when you think that you know a, a score cannot be broken, and here we are, you know, another. Wow. Yeah, but the score that we all thought, you know, three, four years ago that could not be broken was 500. Mm -hmm. And now there's someone at 550. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's been a huge, huge shift in that event. And I, I wish I could talk to him and, and ask him, like, you know, what do you have for breakfast? And how are you, are, how are you training this event to get yourself that quick? Um, I did post a clip of that video on my Facebook page, mm -hmm. and I have a friend who is a physiotherapist, mm -hmm. and he commented, like, wow, this is the worst posture I've ever seen <laughs> an athlete ever. Like, this event just ruins your body. Like, I can't believe you guys are all doing this. Because, you know, you're crouched down, your arms are in front, and your shoulders are hunched, and your your spine is curved. You know, he's like, this is the worst possible position for your body to be exerting in so that might be an interesting conversation to have too with someone like Tori Boggs who's um, you know pursued some medicine in post-secondary and is also you know broken 500 the threshold in three minute speed she might be able to uh, add add to that conversation well I think that we need to have that month of if not this month then uh, next month we should have a month of uh, sports medicine yeah, that would mean I'd be really interested to speak to a sports psychologist mm -hmm. if uh, anybody knows any that would be willing to come on and speak with us. That would be really cool. That's one conversation that I haven't been able to have yet, and 
I what does be... a sports psychologist do? Um, they help you with your uh, maintain your focus. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they're they look after the mental side of things, which oh, okay. in three minutes there's a, actually a lot of time for your mind to wander, right? And I find it to be a very, very mental game for me. Any endurance event really is, right? Because you have to keep choosing over and over uh, not to give up just because it is painful. But it's hard, right? Because there's time for you're like, am I going to injure myself? Am I going to fall over? Um, sometimes I can't see. Like my blood sugar will drop really low if I haven't eaten enough. And my vision will blur or I'll see spots. What do you do in that situation? Well, you make a decision whether or not to keep going, right? Well, have you said that that's happened to you? Can you, do you remember? And I've kept going and I'm not sure if that's smart or correct, but I guess that's the thing. That's why I'd love to talk to a sports psychologist and, and see like, is that something that my brain is just doing to be like, whoa, this is extreme. You should really stop this if you don't have to do it. Or is it a completely physiological I don't know and just talking about focus and training and tuning out like especially in three minute speed you're aware of how loud it gets in the gym mm-hmm. right? especially in that last minute everybody's um, getting really excited and people are standing up and you know you have 200 people screaming at you while you're trying to exert yourself as much as you can and it's um it's a very unique experience compared to other ones in my life, for sure. It's uh, it's not like running a marathon by yourself with headphones in, that's for sure. Yeah. So I wonder. I think it, it would be really interesting to hear what they would have to say about you know mental focus and training for an event like this, especially something that requires so much mind power in terms of precision. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing about speed is that you're exhausted, but you have to pay such close attention to making those ropes pass in within that inch of clearance that you have. Well, that's the thing that, you know, I, I haven't competed, uh, in actually any sport. <laughs> so, uh, this is interesting to me and other than getting Sarah and, uh, Tori in, I'm going to look into, uh, reaching out to some sports psycho- uh, psychologist to, see if they're interested on, uh, you know, coming onto the show. Yeah, that would be really interesting. I, I wish I knew one. I'm an athlete. I should, yeah, you know, it, have you read. Know it's, but. it's fine, though, because it's great and interesting to find somebody uh, that's outside of, you know, the your contacts, because then yeah. they might not even know about, you know, jump rope as a sport, and we both would be learning something from each other. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. So in in other FISAC news, I just saw the score today for triple unders. It came down 522. So uh, I'm cautiously going to say that I believe that to be a new world record. I don't know that anybody has hit 522 yet. And that was a male. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think Tori Box The jumper's name? female one i you know what maybe i can look it up yeah look it up and um i just was following fisac on twitter Mm. so i was getting their live updates like every day and i that's one of the ones that i opened happened to be the so it's on their twitter page uh there's a picture of it 
and the poor guy just collapsed on the floor. So the picture I saw is just, you know, he's on the floor, his coach is on top of him, completely elated, and then the scoreboard's in the back, uh, 522. Like, how could you even walk after that? Uh, My legs would just be jello. Like, I would just be hobbling. I don't know. I I mean, during the honeymoon, Audrey and I walked all over Lisbon, and we were walking, like, 15 to 25 miles a day up and down hills and we were tired so just jumping like that I I don't know how you guys do it well I think maybe worse is that you know this young man has done 522 triple unders and I'm willing to bet that afterwards he went and climbed through a cobblestone European city as well (laughs) you know what I mean and that's the thing is that at Worlds we are often competing all day and then all night we're walking through this right because when you're all the way when you're so far away from home, you want to see things. I find most skippers to be very um, ambitious. They want to see where they are. I don't know very many who are like, I'm going to my hotel to rest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is, is out in the city, and it's uh, it's fatiguing, to say the least. You know, I, right, I, so, I really thought that you were making a joke, but you're, you're, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, they, they yeah. probably went out afterwards. Jeez, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the energy from... Uh, from the activity and and from everybody cheering, you know, gets you to just push forward and pull through. But even so, the, the day after, I can only imagine how you guys are after <laughs> these events. <laughs> well, again, this is where it would be interesting to consult a sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could explain this phenomenon to us, right? Like uh, triple unders is a very, very mental game because you can stop at any point. If you don't make a mistake, then you just go until you are done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is that point? If you can still walk off the floor, are you completely physically done? You know, where? how do you, how does your brain make that decision when to stop? And what happens if you have, if you decide to keep going and never stop? I don't know. I think triple unders is, is very, very mental, so. We'll see. Um, so I have it in front of me right here. Yeah. The triple under records. So it was previously held by Luke Boone of Australia, who's a fantastic athlete. And he actually, I believe, set a new record for, uh, is it 30 seconds? No, for three-minute speed at World Jump Rope. So mm-hmm. this year he was at World Jump Rope. He set a new record for three-minute speed. I don't remember what it was, but that's the new world jump rope record. Um, the FISAC record, as I said, is, is 550. But anyways, his previous triple under record, this is Luke Boone, is 511. Mm-hmm. So 522 would be the new record. And, and the 522 was his new record, is what you're saying? Um, I'm not sure. Was that Luke Boone? I, I don't know. I'm, that, that's, I'm just asking if, if you saw I, that or not. Oh yeah, I um I couldn't tell from okay. the one blurry photo that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that it could have been Luke Boone. It looked somewhat like him. No, I, I'm just asking. I thought uh, that maybe you had seen that. No, I'm not sure who now holds the new one. I just know that it's out there. Um, and the previous triple under record is 330, set by Adrian Benahegi from Hungary. So I know that the world jump rope triples record that Tori Boggs had set is higher than that. 
but uh, the records are specific to competition. Nice. So she would have to complete it at FISAC World Championships in order for it to count against this record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One interesting fact, this year, uh, the Grand World Championships, the Grand World title for triple unders actually went to a Canadian jumper. Oh, yeah? So that will be the second... Uh, Grand World title earned by a Canadian female, which is awesome, especially considering that she's only 16. So wow, yeah, <laughs> I was really really pleased to see that. That's really awesome. Um, the jumper I know who works really hard, so I was happy to see that uh, come to fruition for her. Was and it, who was this? Uh, Sydney McLennan, and she's been to like I think four or five World Jump Ropes. So. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, I hope that she continues and and keeps reaching. Yeah, it sounds like she's on her way to being a presence, if you know, a larger presence in the sport. Yeah, way to go. So I just wanted to share with you and and listeners some ideas that I have and what I'm hoping to push forward for uh, for Jump Rope Jam. Okay. So first thing is that I definitely want before the uh, new year uh, to have uh, videos as a, as a new thing, potential interviews with jumpers present and, and past to you know, get their story and their stories. Um, and would, we'd put that on YouTube. Another idea definitely is still to watch some, a little bit of the uh, movies that have used jump rope in them or are about jump rope and watch a couple of clips from those movies while watching them with some of the jumpers that were in those movies. And since uh, a lot of the events have uh, been completed or on their way to being completed, I figured that now would be a, a great time to try to do that. Yeah, okay. You said that you had a, a good idea, which was to have uh, some judges on. That would be great to you know, have an episode where we have a judge or a couple episodes with different judges and see how they judge, you know, the sport and what goes into it. Yeah, ideally it would be fantastic to get a world jump rope judge mm-hmm. and a sack judge um, to be able to compare because they are judged differently um, in terms of the freestyle event. The criteria is very different. Um, also a DDC judge, they are only judged on four criteria. Mm-hmm how they judge those four criteria. It would be really interesting to hear about that. Um, as of now, I don't know anybody. I don't have any connections in the DDC realm, but I do know some people who do. So maybe we can get passed along to that. Uh, that would be really, I've never competed in DDC either. So I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, in what goes on there. I'd, I'd love to give fusion a stab one of these days, but, um, Double Dutch is not my uh, forte necessarily, just due to lack of experience. But, you know, that can change. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I, I think it will be really interesting to um, compare and contrast the types of judging, especially since we talked to Erica about how dance is judged yeah. and I learned a little bit about how figure skating is judged. Uh, it's really interesting when you butt it up against our sport. Um, and it'll be so cool to see how that changes and reforms through the years. Um, and talking about, um, you know, dance and, and how, um, 
you know, it affects the sport. I was thinking that we can have Erica back on again and also have, I, I'm forgetting, who's the uh, jumper that has integrated uh, breakdance with the sport? Do you know offhand? or uh, Because I know that uh, Brandon does. Oh, the jumper? Oh, one of them, yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's a few. I think he's talking about, um, shoot, I have him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's on, I think he's a part of Hot Dog USA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, have him on as well, if we can, and have them talk. All right. But yeah, I, I think that's about it. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about. Again, just uh, still a little bit uh, jet lagged from the trip and definitely need to uh, get back into the swing of things. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about or... We good. Um, I think we're good. Okay. I think that this is a perfect time to end it. So, Ilya, why don't you uh, head us out? Yeah, no problem. Keep your head up and jump high. And don't forget, jump rope is a sport. See you later. <laughs>